Every man podcast. Every man. Daryl Campbell. That that sultry, that sultry tone echo off this microphone. We should do a, we should do a whole episode where it's just with just reverb, just all Dude, reverb. So that way we can really we, sing. We could sing the whole podcast. We've been talking about it. I know we're coming up on the on our on our one year, but dude, we've been talking about it forever. Like we need to just we need to have like a whole pod where we just scat and reverb oh, God. for like thirty minutes and just see what the people think. Yeah, just put it out there. I mean, I do I do want to you know really in twenty twenty I want to put more effort into my my scat scene. If you can go on Patreon and make money biting into cucumbers and cabbage. I'm. St- I think we can scat. Well, for shit. At least 30 who's making? Who's doing like, that? I want to get on the you know, cucumber train. Like that's what I'm talking about, dude. Like you can. We can do that. Get shit. that. Get that cucumber money. Get that cabbage. Well, <laughs> as you said, we're we're coming up on a year in a couple weeks or two weeks, and uh, this is very cool. This is the first time, Daryl. We're gonna have a recurring episode special mm-hmm. because last oh, year yeah. we started right after the Super Bowl, and uh, we had our first. Daryl goes to the Super Bowl episode, and now in 2020, mm-hmm. the start of year two of the Everyman, mm-hmm. we're gonna take you back to the Super Bowl. So, Daryl, tell us about Super Bowl 54. What what happened? What did you do? Who did you see? What did you smell? What did you eat? <laughs> well, what happened? I, 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 I tell you what, and um, it was. How can I say Super Bowl 54 was one of those times where like I just had a whole bunch of fun. And you know what? I think I did a a, a great deal um, of reflection this Super Bowl just because in lieu of our one year in lieu of, you know, our relationship in lieu of our families and just, you know, just that whole vibe of positivity that we're going for. I, I was just in the moment, man. They had a stand at the, you know, Marriott uh, Beach Resort Hotel in Fort Lauderdale. It was really beautiful. I woke up to the water clashing up against the sand every day. It was just it was just wonderful. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, because of that, because of that, it just made me really appreciate the people I have in my life. It made me really appreciate you know, what it is that we're doing with the Everyman podcast. And it just honestly kind of set my mind in the right direction as I was working and waking up every day um, to just go at it, man, and keep doing what we do, which is being Everyman, you know. Um, but as far as what did I do? What did I eat? What did I see? Um, what did I get into? Dude, I got into some shit. I got into everything. If we're, if we're talking about eating, so... Yeah, let's start off with a good base let's, meal. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about. Let's so, talk when did about you get into eating. town? You got into town Wednesday, right before the Super so, Bowl. Yeah, Super so Bowl. Got got into got into town Wednesday. Um, upon landing, um, you see all the pageantry that goes on throughout the uh, the, the, the 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 Miami airport. Um, I was going to ask, do they have all the shit up? Oh, dude, you, you know you got you got all the safe workers there. You have the the volunteers. They have all the Super Bowl memorabilia. They got like big, you know, just signage everywhere and people are so just you know um just welcoming and happy and smiling and high-fiving and you know oh man have a great super bowl and it just really got you in a mood for super bowl 54 you know what i mean um that connection oh definitely connection. you know i i similar experience last uh time when i traveled to new orleans for wrestlemania when you got into the airport Everything it was WrestleMania everywhere. Every sign, and you could tell because all the you know neck beards and their their camo shorts and you know wrestling T-shirts. Obviously, I knew who they were, but you could tell there was that sense of excitement that we're all here for for one big thing. Oh yeah, I mean it, it, the unification was crazy. Um, everybody was like in tune. Everybody was feeling it. I know I was, and you know me, I'm I'm a I'm a giant toddler myself. Super huge, super gregarious, and 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 people were really feeling that. And it was it was kind of good to see. It's a lot of hugs, a lot of high fives, a lot of people loving Super Bowl Fifty Four. Um, Do people like? I just had this thought. So like when the Super Bowl's going on, and obviously you know you. You don't really blend in too well to most in a crowd. I mean, you stand out <laughs> above and beyond the crowd. So, do yeah. people like come up to you and stop you and ask you like, "Hey, which well, who do you play for?" Or because like everybody's there for football. Well, you know the crazy thing about it is, uh, brother Jay is like, 
you see so many people of all sizes, all shapes. So it's it's you'd you'd be hard pressed not to see someone honestly that that if they're not my size, they're bigger. You know what I mean? Like there are guys that. That's crazy. Well, and and yes, yeah, you have to also think too. Like the, the Super Bowl is the mecca for everyone, including other professional athletes. Right. So, it's like Nam I mean, for for sports. Like everybody's oh there just to be a part so of there, it. So I mean, there were guys that were coming through. I knew some some. Um, I couldn't recognize their their. I couldn't. I didn't have their names on the tips of my tongue, but um, I knew that they played professional sports for like either the Eagles or like for the Bengals. Um, I, I ran into one of my old teammates, Andrew Hawkins. Um, I played with him in Canada, but you know he's he's played in the in the, in the, um, in the NFL for a number of years, and um, you know it was just really really cool to see all these other giant toddlers like myself um, acclimating and doing the same things that I'm doing. It's just kind of fellowshipping with uh, Gen Pop to other other people that were coming off planes. So. Um, but no, it's, it's, if you see me, you see one big person. Cause you know, two, you know, people over, you're going to see somebody if, if, if they're not my size, they're, they're bigger or right around that same size. So it's, it's the one time where that melting pot is, 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 is usually larger than, uh, so you, you kind of probably, thing. you probably, uh, affect the average height. It's like the, the oh, average dude. height of people in Miami goes up six inches when the Super Bowls are. Dude, they're, they're, they're monstrous basketball players. You see guys, you're like, oh man, my head's by your fucking nuts. You know, I mean? like, <laughs> Perfect view. You know, I was like, well, I don't need to be a part of that. But <laughs> um, it was it, it was it was fun, man. It was fun to, to get there and touch down. But I tell you one thing that was crazy, and you ask anybody this who was at Super Bowl Fifty Four, I'm pretty sure, like you know, people in the comments after they check this thing out, look, the traffic was egregious. The traffic trying to get somewhere was crazy. Well, it's all those Dude. extra security checkpoints they put oh, in place now. Like the Uber to the hotel, just waiting for it took like forty minutes. Forty minutes, and like you know how you look, you look at the Uber app and you're like, you, you actually see your geolocation and you're like, this fucking guy hasn't moved. And then for it like... starts. The car starts turning around, doing three sixties. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? I'm down here. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, when when he finally started, like, I, I called the guy, like, for it. He's like, dude, I know. I'm, like, literally a, a few minutes away, but, like, there's so much traffic, and we haven't moved for, like, and, dude, it took, like, 40 minutes for this one car to just get to us, and then it takes another 40 minutes for us to get going and then actually start proceeding to our location. So it was, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. And that was everywhere. Everywhere. Um, but... That was that was just the Uber portion. That was just the traffic portion. The I want to say the highlight, the highlight of my Super Bowl experience was where I was staying at the Marriott Beach Resort Hotel in Fort Lauderdale. I'm telling you, Justin, it was grandiose. And you know me, I'm a simple man. There's not too much that I need. I need food. I need some weights, pump some iron. You know what I'm saying? I need a job to do. And I had all three of those things there. And at least a queen-size bed. And, well, yeah. King, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And their gym, Brother Jay, it, it might have been on par with, you know, like L.A. Fitness. Like the stuff they had in there was crazy. Bikes, free weights, like like treadmills they had like the well, that's the miami suit. for you man it's a, you know everybody down there is uh you know you gotta keep it tight well, they had like the tread pros that have like the tire tread that like you know oh, yeah. have the have like the tank tread as far as is, is for the spindle and it like goes up to like 90 degrees like you're running on a wall it's fucking nuts man and it could carry a guy like me who weighs 300 plus pounds and not break down or blow a tire it's crazy <laughs> assaulting that treadmill oh, no, every was, step was, you take it was nuts um but yeah, I was. I I know we touched on this about like, hey, what type of people did you see down there? It was, you know what? I I really didn't see no weirdos. Crazy, like no, it was there. Were, people were pretty normal. That's it was, surprising. There were, there were no no weirdos, no guys with face paint, no crazy females with mohawks or anything like that. It was. See, I'd like to see a Super Bowl with the Raiders and the and like. Well, I guess it would never happen. But the Raiders, you know, like they. Uh, their fans. I like to see what the, what one percent of the Raiders fans make it to the Super Bowl. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, the food. Oh. Yeah, you did the some eating, huh? I hurt myself that first night. So I went down. 
and uh, we were working for for for, for Disney. That's the client we we're working for. And you know, we do the whole, hey, you know, I'm going to Disney World, Disneyland. I'm pretty sure by this time you guys have seen the the ad. It, it ran with uh, Patrick Mahomes because he was the MVP. Uh, we did that, crushed it. Um, but Disney took us to this place called the Burlock Coast at the Ritz Carlton in um, Fort Lauderdale, and the locked menu they had. And I'm going to read this to you because it's pretty extravagant. So we had a seafood tower, and I'm probably going to butcher the names of these things because Listen, anytime you, know, you got a tower, I'm in. Yeah, yeah tower, tower of cheese, tower of meat, stuff on it. Herb focaccia, focaccia. I think that's what it is. I, I don't Fikasha? know. Focaccia, there you go. Yeah. Did it, you yeah, did it. A little Italian. Like house house made lemon ricotta, baby gym lettuce, tuna poke. Tuna poke. See <laughs> stripped bass. Now <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce this last one. I know herb herb tuberk, swing arms. <laughs> and then our favorite because this is the easiest to say, and we know about those dead animals. We got that pork loin. Oh, I told, and I you sent me that. I said, "Yo, you better go in on that loin." The loin, baby. Gotta get the loin. I got a couple of loins in my freezer right now. You know what you can never go wrong with a little loin in your life. Yeah, I keep you know? a little loin handy. Uh, you know, just in case somebody stops by. We had some filet mignon, and then um, we washed it all down with a warm banana chocolate cake, and it had. The drizzle of strawberry and fudge, like in lines surrounding it. Oh, dude, it was so good. Devil's in the details, man. With that drizzle. So, and, and then I mean, I'm, I don't drink, but they had some some really really awesome wines that were there. I was going to uh, ask so you I, how many dues did you put down at dinner? Well, dude, I had tons of dues, tons of water. I put it. To, I, let me put it to you like this. So, the servers, when they see that you know your cup is empty. They come back around with these like it, it, it almost it almost looks like these handmade jars of of, you know, glass, like just just these handmade jars of like water or whatever the beverage is that you're that you're that you're drinking since I'm not drinking wine. Right. And this guy came over and I counted Justin before he gave up. He came over 42 times. Stop. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. We were that we were there. We were there to like midnight. Right. I count. I was like in my head internally. I was like, you know, what? I, I wonder I wonder uh, how, how long this guy's going to keep doing this because, you know, they give you the little bitty fucking like glasses. Right. Because, you know, I, it, I hope that guy got that built in gratuity. Man, He earned his money that night. Tossed it back 42 times before I literally saw him give up and his will was broken to serve me again. And you know what he did? Let me tell you what he did. Did he just get a hose and, and attach it to the... up a gigantic basin of <laughs> my beverage and sat it in front of me. <laughs> like <laughs> like a trough. Go. Here you go. Bitch, you're going to fucking drown yourself in your own sorrows. Like, so, the poor guy was probably dehydrated from all the walking back and forth. Dude, dude, he was perspiring profusely on his brow. I was like, yo, you're not going to you're not gonna serve me? He's like, no, sir, no. You, got, no. you serve yourself now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, I'm 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 sitting at the table with the uh, other dis- with the other uh, the, the other execs, and they're like, "You broke him. <laughs> he no longer wants to serve you." I was like, "Every man has his limit." That's it, man. For him, it that's was it. 42 small glasses of dew. Oh yeah. So speaking I mean, of like, dew, have you have you heard the? I mean, the one commercial that really <laughs> stuck with me. I don't want to jump ahead, but dew zero. What? I had that. That's, How that was, was it? I was. You know, I've been on the diet dew lately. I switched over. I mean, let me tell you. There's. I want to come out as a diet dew drinker, by the they way. Should call it do zero. This is what they should call it. They should call it do extra. Is it like extra sweet or something? There's something in there. There's something in there, and I'm not gonna say it's crack cocaine because I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not promoting that. But I'm saying whatever it is in there. You know how I feel about. It's dudes. got a little bit you, of extra do in there, huh? Something there that's more than do. I heard, I read online that people are saying it's it's like sweeter and and somehow has more caffeine in it. So that Dude. means I'm gonna be going through those. I just I've been keeping an eye out. I haven't seen any anywhere yet. They Man, got a blue I'm, flavor coming too. Dude, and it's got like it's in this like this like j- kind of jet black lime green type, you know, like. Yep. Can and it, oh, it's slanted and it looks real cool and it just says new and like these little bitty ass tiny letters and yeah. it just it's, sign me it's up. A, it's that little hint. It's it's like you know what it's like. It's like um, you you've watched Knight Rider, right? Oh. You remember 
You remember? Yeah, you remember that, right? You remember Michael Knight Kit, right? Yeah. Of course. So you you it's like in the daytime when they're chasing some bad guy, right? And you, you the car gets lost, but it's that that little you know, that little trip of light that goes back and forth oh, across, yeah. uh, across uh, the, the, the hood of Kit, right? And you're just like, oh, man, that's, that's, that's fucking I want Snyder. that, yeah. I need that. That's how the little bitty letters are that are, like, right on the side of that can. Like, you like, I, dude, I'm, like, 10, 15 feet away. I see it in the, the, the fucking fridge. I'm just, yo, bro, like. I don't know what that is, but I want it. I need it. Like, yeah, that was me when I saw the Freedom Dudes. I was like, I don't even know what this is, but look at that artwork. Bro, I need it. Like, I, and I, I had about twelve of them. So That's it's like, fantastic. yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to. Uh, I can't wait to get a grip on that. So you had a, you had yourself some loin. You had yourself some beverages. You okay. had yourself a great dinner. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, uh, and then that leads you up to, I guess, that's up. Uh, then what? Where, where do you get into after that? You well, just start I mean, getting prep ready for the. For well, the, the cool thing after that, uh, Candace and Aiden, they came down. They surprised me, which was awesome. I didn't know they were coming, that's so they awesome. surprised me later that later that. Um, not not that night, but the the day after, and so I spent some time with them, you know, doing family stuff, pool, the whole nine. It was it was great, um, but you know, in between, like I, you know, I have them for a little bit, then I got to go to work, you know, go to the compound, go to the stadium, go to Hard, Hard Rock uh, Stadium, you know, um, back and forth doing site surveys and walkthroughs with Disney and all their execs and stuff like that, making sure that they're comfortable, um, and you know, then that just kind of leads us up to game time, man, which was. Jeez, it was fantastic. The so, game time experience was fantastic. It was uh, it was pretty cool. The flyover was very, very neat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously in the Everyman podcast, we love our military. So anytime you get oh, to yeah, see that, do. you get to see that uh, on display, just makes you proud and gets you fired up a little bit, ready for action. Absolutely. Demi I Lovato, mean, she killed the national anthem. We're going to talk about the football. We're going to talk about the end. We're going to talk about the whole the whole kit and caboodle here. We're, we're going from soup to nuts. Soup to nuts. That's soup. one of my favorite expressions. Love um, it. You know what? I've never been served nuts at a restaurant, though, as a, I have as a dessert. Soup. Yeah, I've been served some soup, but no nuts. Yeah. No nuts as dessert. I, I'm, and I'm, if I got I'm, nuts I'm, as a dessert, <laughs> I'd send it back, you know? Yeah, you don't want nuts coming to you. At least not. Not, not at the t- dinner table. Yeah, that's for damn sure. No, I don't at the dinner table. No nuts. You want that? So, um, Demi Lovato does her thing. Yep. Show is on. Slow start to the game. Super slow. If anybody's listening, this doesn't know who was in the Super Bowl. It was the Chiefs uh, and the Niners, the Chefs and the 49ers. The Chefs. Yeah. The Chefs. Yeah, there wasn't the expected explosion of points that most people thought were going to be on display in that first definitely not that first half for sure Uh, well you know i've always heard this expression about super bowl about how they always talk about they say the same shit every year which is like yeah just gotta treat it like any other game blah 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 you know it's just another game and then other people are saying oh you don't understand how crazy it is all the extra shit and then i you know you start to understand like okay i get it like if you're playing in the super bowl you got you got your fucking ninth grade English teacher coming out of the woodwork trying to, you know, get get tickets and do all that stuff. But there was a shot uh, in the fourth quarter of, like, behind the Chiefs, and Mahomes was, like, it was just as they were starting that, that comeback. Yeah. And um, I just caught my attention how many people were on the sidelines. Like, yeah. hundreds of people just in their with their photo equipment, like all ready to go all the, because they were either there to see like, okay, we're going to watch the Niners close this out or that we're going to see a crazy comeback. And then like Troy Aikman says on the commentary, like Patrick Mahomes has not played well in this game. Like he finally said it, like he actually said it out loud. And then after that, it was just like lights out. But, um, I was thinking like, man, you're getting ready to go back up to the line of scrimmage and you got an extra 300 people staring at you. Like, Hmm. Yeah. Do something, you know, yeah. on top of all, you know, the sold out crowd. And so it made me finally realize like, oh, that's that's what they mean. Like you're going to do this fourth quarter drive. But now there's a thousand extra people on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I mean, no exaggeration. There, There's 
I mean, there has to be. Oh, dude, I was hundreds, one of them. right? So like, it was. There's there's hundreds, hundreds upon hundreds, and and you cheerleaders have a hard time just doing their routines because the the space is so condensed on the sidelines. You know what and I mean? You gotta give them room. You know. Yeah, you need. They need Equality. to. They need to lay those things out. So, um, the rare but, Super Bowl where you had two teams with cheerleaders, because you know, last couple of years, uh, you know, more and more teams are getting rid of the cheerleaders. But mm-hmm. thought that was an interesting note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it was the first half was really slow, like you said. Um, that second half, even the third quarter, I mean, there were a, a couple, you know, peak peak moments. But you know, I almost thought for a second, and it was, you know, it was kind of upsetting me because I had, you know, some some things project wise that we're riding on, um, you know, uh, the game uh, here internally at films. But I was like, man, like, you know, well. I was just checking, you know, Patrick Mahomes' body language, just the team. They just weren't – they didn't seem galvanized enough, not like in the past. And I was like, something's just not up. And then, you know, here comes the the last six minutes of the game, and it was just like, oh, there are the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> you know. I told my I told my fiance because I, I told her <clears throat> I thought the Chiefs were going to win, and, um, and I, I said – like they they're gonna come back in the fourth quarter. Just watch. Mm-hmm. Like the in the fourth quarter kicked over. I said, "Here you go. Here, this is yep. that's it right there. Like yep. right when um they went for that long pass, and yeah, it, and they got the pass interference, and then like it was just like boom, boom, boom. Next oh, thing yeah. you know, he's hitting Tyreek Hill. You know, yeah. forty four yards to the air. Like it was just. Uh, I mean, that was like the if if you had to make a film. Like uh, remember the Titans type movie mm-hmm. about an NFL game. That was like the that was like the storybook game right there, where you have, you know, these two teams that haven't been there in a while have a great, you know, legacy or whatever you want to call it, history mm-hmm. of winning, and uh, you know that added piece of Andy Reid, you know, finally, um, and you know what? Let me just say. A lot of you guys listening, I know a lot. We've got a lot of Eagles fans listening. I saw so many people cheering on Andy Reid and going. Where were you guys when you ran him out of Philly? And you, I mean, this guy was such a good coach for so long and lost to some of the best teams ever, Mm -hmm. ever, like the Greatest Show on Turf or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they went and won the, the the Super Bowl. Like, they're all-time defenses and never had the right, you know, combination of things. But, like, I saw all these people being like, oh, yeah, go Andy. It's like, well, you guys shit on him for years. You said he was an idiot and he didn't know any, like, didn't know how to cook. And, like, when I'm watching in the fourth quarter when they showed, like, Andy was talking to the coaches because the one thing, one of the things that he always got shit on here in Philly from the fans was, like, time management and, like, his his, like, game time decision coaching mechanisms mm-hmm. and like he's on the sideline they're like nope he's telling patrick mahomes like i want you to snap the ball at four seconds left or whatever he you know what i mean like yeah. dude and then he's like telling like he had complete control over all of his faculties all of his like so for for any of you eagles fans that were you know i hope i hope you remember um you know the good times and and the success that he left you with you know oh yeah um yeah because I don't, I don't think Andy Reid changed a damn thing outside of not being the GM anymore. Mm-hmm. When he went to Kansas City, and I remember when he went there, people were like, oh, "Kansas City, oh, I was not do anything there." And then, like, look what he did with that team. Took, oh, like, yeah. turned them around, put a winning culture, them all in, built a defense, built built a defensive line. Like Andy Reid, I'm sorry, he didn't he didn't need this ring to solidify him as one of the all time greats, but. I'll be damned if anybody now is going to question his greatness. No, no, can't, can't. He's got the trust. He's got the respect of the players. And now he's got the hardware to, to just, well, he already had it too. Yeah. Well, well, what I'm saying is like, you know, now they can just get off his back. You know what I mean? Right. Now they can just, Hey, just, 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 just leave him the fuck alone, man. You know what I mean? I I, I was, I, I was thrilled, uh, for him. And, uh, the other thing was, and I saw that boy get up there with that trophy. I said, "Man, that boy's going to eat tonight." Mm-hmm. I know. Right then, he was mm-hmm. calculating in his head the crazy shit he was going to eat. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because like absolutely. I, have, I have a feeling that's how he motivates. Oh yeah, highly motivated. They said my uh, our doggy Rhodes is highly motivated by food. That's what the vet said. So I, I, I'm uh, I'm highly motivated by food too. That's right. So I'm just I'm only thinking the big dog up there, Andy Reid, is probably uh, motivated as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole game. I thought uh, I didn't think the Niners did anything to like win the game. Yeah, and it, they were they were playing you know good defense. They were they were holding them, but they never put them to bed. They never, you know, they didn't they didn't turn into the Undertaker and Tombstone pile drive their opponent into the mat and then you know yeah. rest in peace one two three like that's what you have to do with a guy like Mahomes because Mahomes um, he has that I mean. He's they got that the it factor, right? Like he's, it it's factor. like that. It's like Big Ben is like that, where yeah. it's like the game's not Brady's. Like the game's not over until they're off the field and getting in the shower. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because until yeah. that clock hits zero and they've blown the whistle, I'm pretty sure they're still going to win the game. And like when yeah. you watch them, like dude, I was on a plane. You know, I flew from. I got on a plane in Dallas. The the Chiefs were down like 30 points to the Texans. By the time I land, I'm getting texts from me. It's like, holy shit, what a get! They they won like, yeah. you know what I mean, by 20 points. It's like, how <laughs> like how does this happen? Well, they did it every fucking week, and yeah. in the NFL and the playoffs, man, that's what it's about. It's about getting hot at the right time, being consistent. But dude, they were the, I would say they were probably the best team from week one to you know soup to nuts. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, they're they're so patient, you know, and under you know Andy's uh, you know guidance, they. I, I believe and I feel that they have somewhat mastered within their system that aspect of situational football mm-hmm. that makes a team dangerous, kind of like, you know, Belichick is with the Patriots. You know what I mean? It has been for so long. You know, it's, it doesn't matter what the score says. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people are saying, what the players are talking about all the the intangibles only thing the only thing that matters is this moment this play this situation and how can we be impactful right now and that's what the chiefs were doing and like you said you know, the 49ers never won the game per se they never capitalized in that hey let me put my foot on your throat and just snap the thing they 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 kind of let they let the sharks hang in there and then you know you smell blood in the water and they just put the Compelled to the metal, man. It was crazy. Well, I'm not a, I'm not like an overly superstitious person, um, and obviously we we're not going to get political here by any means. But when I saw there's this there's a saying, you know, you don't count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah. And when I saw Richard Sherman, who's I mean, talk about great player, brilliant, you know, Stanford grad, smart, smart individual. Yeah. Uh, you know, entrepreneur does great things for his community. I love Richard Sherman. However, yeah. On Tuesday, before the game, when you are telling the national news media that you're not going to go somewhere when you win, that do you, like what do you think the guys in the Chiefs locker room were saying? Like, what do you oh, think yeah. at that moment? Tyreek Hill's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn you." Yeah. You're already telling. Not only are you, it's like, well, it's motivation. It, yeah, but it's it's it's, it's, it's a sign of disrespect to your opponent. You don't want your opponent to come in angry at you because they feel disrespected that you're overlooking them. That's a recipe to get like the SmackDown, whether it's UFC, football, baseball, basketball, you name it. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. And I, it's another thing, not that it matters, but when I saw that headline, I said to my fiance, I said, chiefs, there you go. That's it right there. They're, they're going to lose because they're already thinking about, and and it and for Richard Sherman maybe because he's been to two, right? It's like you can kind of be like, okay, well he's he's just being a realist. You know, he's been there, he's won one, he's lost one. Well, guess what, bro? Now you lost two. Yeah. So well, I tell you what, that's it's... tough, man. So I, if I, you know, if I had any advice for these guys, I wouldn't be talking about what you are or aren't doing if you win, um, you know, the Super Bowl a week before it happens. I would have definitely been sensitive given that situation, especially if I know I got a lineup across from. A cheetah. That's what I mean. <clears throat> like in Tyreek Hill, like come on, man. Why give Why give the offense that at one point? I mean, didn't he? Did, like they, at one point, Mahomes, if he didn't get injured, they they thought he was going to throw like eighty two touchdowns or something this year. Like, yeah. why give that guy any more extra juice to want to beat you? 
Mm-hmm. If anything, like that's what I always loved about, like, like Bill Cowher was always as a Steelers coach was always very. He paints it on, right? And, and Belichick is like that too, where yeah. all he does is ball wash the opponent. Like, listen, I don't care if they're zero and twelve. They got some fucking football players on that team. That's how you do it. And though. you know what I mean? Like they respect. That's how you do and it. And dude, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I played little league for one year. I was awful. I, I was I batted ninth and I played right field. And years later, I would go on to find out that that's where you put the least athletic person yeah. in little yeah. league because you just you can't do shit. But facts. everybody's got to play. And I Straight will facts. never forget. I had zero hits, and it's like three quarters of the way through the season. Nothing. Yeah. I got hit by a pitch once or twice. So I was on base a couple times. That's it. Yeah. I heard the the coach on the other team go, "Okay, we got ourselves a real hitter here. Everybody, play up. Stay frosty, like that kind of thing." He was ba- basically telling his defense, "Like, hey, this is a hitter right here. Let's be right. ready." And right. I I remember thinking, looking, going, "This guy doesn't. I, he has no." And I'm eight years old. I'm like. This fucking yeah. guy doesn't know. I'm I'm terrible at this. I know I'm terrible at this. <laughs> yeah. But I love the fact that this guy just built me up to his team because what he was doing there was saying, listen, what he's really saying was, look, this asshole sucks and, and don't get caught off guard. Don't be thinking about the cheese fries after the game. Let's get this little fat kid out and then right. we'll we'll get the cheese fries. And like right. that's that's a lesson that you know you learn in in little league. Right. And it, it continues and it the lesson works all the way up to the Super Bowl. So I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of charming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheese fries, man. I can't think of the last time I had some cheese fries. Bro, I can't tell you the wow. last time I didn't. Look <laughs> 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 at uh, these cheese fries, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, the, the yeah. Little, League, Little League ballpark had some, some killer cheese fries. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, so I, I just want to – I do want to touch on uh, the halftime show here here briefly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, while I loved uh, watching Shakira do her thing, um, I've never particularly been a fan of uh, J-Lo as a, you know, it's just not my cup of tea on either the, uh, you know, on any, any whatever. But she did it. She was, she was a fired up entertainer. And um, I just, I want to see, and I know most people don't care about it. When you're a musician... And when you get to a certain level of being a musician, you start to realize that the things that you care about, other people don't care about, and you should just shut the fuck up about them. And, like, I got to a certain point where I was like, they don't even write their own songs. And then everybody looks at me and be like, I don't give a shit. I'm st- I'm dancing in the club or whatever, right? A couple years ago when the Chili Peppers played, Flea didn't plug in his bass because as like he was pissed off that they wouldn't let them actually play. So that's when everybody found out, oh, the whole thing is recorded. Now I get it. It's a huge spot. You can't afford, you know, a, a technical error or whatever. But if if we're going to present something as if it's the world's greatest concert, which is pretty much what they say leading like, oh, it's the greatest halftime, the Super Bowl halftime show is the best entertainment. Why can't we just get someone? Give me J-Lo with a band. Give me Shakira with a band. Yeah. You're telling me you have this incredible Latin music display, and I don't see a single bongo? Not one, Daryl. <laughs> there was no bongos. Where's Where's <laughs> Sheila E? No. Where's Sheila E? You know, as a throwback to Prince's a wonderful performance up there. You know, shredding on Latin percussion. None. None Latin. No. None. None Latin. None, nope. No giros. No maracas. No congas. Well, I mean, you know, we've 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 lost we've lost a little bit of identity when it comes to to music. I I talk about this with, you know, some of my friends all the time and even some of my, you know, um, you know, like with my with my grandfather before he passed, like he would always say, like, you know what? Hey, we'll never have a sound like Motown. We'll never have this. We'll never have that again. And I think it just has to do with everything. that's uh, related to the craft of music that, you know, has been lost a little bit with the commercialization of, you know, the Super Bowl and the halftime performance and, and money, man. Like, you know, like, oh, again, we were talking about this earlier, like, hey, you'll never have an act like Prince. You'll never have an act like, you know, um, uh, Bruno Mars and, you know, Beyonce, people who go up and they actually use their talents to entertain people because they have a gift and it's a treasure that they can share with the world that goes hand in hand with the pinnacle in sport which is the Super Bowl. So like, 
when you don't have that, then it's like, hey, you know, what best way can we, you know, and we talked about this at length, throw throw some things together that we can get on on display for 15 minutes. And, and that's that's essentially how I feel the Super Bowl went. It was just, you know. I'll tell you what, and this is this is solely my personal opinion. This is yes. you know, this is Justin Vigil here speaking. My personal yeah, opinion. That's, yeah, that's was mine. Yeah, yeah my <laughs> personal opinion is that I think they've gotten, th- those that make those decisions have gotten a little jaded, and they just assume that the television audience is always going to be there. And as we've seen in the last five years of what's happened with streaming, um, very quickly, what's going to happen is some, you know, some young go-getter who's maybe connected to a lot of musicians and maybe is into football is going to put together a concert and then just live stream it on YouTube at the same exact time that that goes on. And once some smart, handsome, entrepreneurial person who's involved in music and loves football does that, it's going to be hard to get people back because we're not just sitting here anymore for shit to come to us. We're now going to the content. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. telling you, the younger generation of kids, I, I, dude, Twitch had a had the the I don't know if you knew about this the Fortnite uh, Super oh, yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were doing pros. They had Kyler Murray. They had Keenan Allen. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm Saturday. You know, I'm watching on Twitch with a hundred and eight thousand people live in real time watching yeah. Kyler Murray play Fortnite. And it's like, yeah. guess what, kids? It might not be a music halftime show next year. Maybe they'll get Ninja to play. Fortnite with I don't know Antonio Brown or something crazy or maybe or maybe Logan Paul and Antonio Brown will box in the halftime show of the Super Bowl next year holy shit what are you going to do about that then all of a sudden it's like wait a minute we're at risk of losing eyeballs on the game because people are going to not turn back over and like you know a lot of companies like WWE last year did a did a halftime heat thing where they had like live pro wrestling on at that time Mm -hmm. so like I'm just saying someone's going to do it and they're going to do it better because they don't have all of the overhead. And then it's going to be, it's going to change well, the whole thing forever. I think you hit the the nail on the head when you, you, re- you referenced uh, the youth movement because that's, that's where it's going. When you have people sit down watching Fort Enlightenment, so it's a hundred plus hundred K plus people, you know, for that, like, dude, but those are obviously NFL fans that are watching. Oh that. yeah, because yeah, well, yeah. you know what I mean. So like, and and this is why you see guys like Juju, um, who's spending as much to, like in the offseason. He's on Twitch and YouTube like three nights a week streaming yeah. Call of Duty and, and Fortnite, and he's making money. He's getting paid. And I'm telling you, man, it's going to get to a certain point where these NFL. It's like, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll use this as a stepping stone to get to streaming. And they're like, holy shit, never thought that would happen. It's all about consumption, man. Yeah. Active or passive. If you if you have a if you have a market for it, you you and you can do it yourself. Like you said, you can do it yourself. Yeah, yeah we yeah. just we just might though. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. might. You know what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, so I love I love the halftime show. Um, you know, but uh, they got to give me some instruments. Just give me some yeah. something. Give me one guitar. That's something grounded. Yeah. Something to ground it to to you know, which is one of your passions. I know, which is music, man. The authenticity of it. You know, that's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. Just a little realism. So, halftime show. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But no, tell uh, you yeah. but uh, yeah. So J Lo, Shakira, God bless. Thank you for your service. Big Thank fan you. of your work. Um, and we move on. So, yeah. the Chiefs obviously they they came out on top. Super Bowl yeah. Fifty Four. LIV, Super Bowl Live. It was weird Liv. because there's a female wrestler, Liv Morgan, and I kept seeing, and she, she's like, she has pink hair and her theme is all pink. And right. then they kept showing the letter Super Bowl LIV. I'm like, Super Bowl Live. It just was like, right. it was kind of stuck in my, my head there because I'm an idiot, but. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, this, this year I was <laughs> I was keeping an eye out. <laughs> no. I was I was keeping an eye out for you because uh, last year you, you were just, you, you, uh, Kind of yeah, shuffled it, shuffled into across the screen. Yeah, shuffled into um, my world. 
Yeah, um, this year's a little different. This, this year, year you the, were a little uh, discreet. At first, I thought it was you, but then it was just some other giant dude. And I'm like, yeah. oh, there's probably a hundred giant dudes with NFL <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> NFL Films badges on because I was looking for that yeah. little Mickey hat. Um, so what what happened in the scrum there? Any uh, any little? You know gems? what the crazy thing is? That, I mean, the policies and procedures changed so that we we wouldn't have that gigantic scrum like we did last year. And I mean, they were militant with it. So as soon as the game was over, I mean, they had like a first line, a second line of people that went out to just make sure that hey, everything was self contained and that nobody got ran over or flipped flipped out in that whole situation so um there was a lot more organization this year and i think honestly big big kudos to the league because they just want to keep the players safe so nobody gets uh you know trampled or anything like that so um but yeah if if you you didn't see me grace the 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 screen it's it's because i was in my my own sect sect of portion or portion of the field um surrounded by safe workers to uh make sure that they're doing their job which is keep us safe so yeah so you got the shot, you nailed it. I got saw the, the commercial. Shot. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's kind of uh, you know after just going to Disney Disneyland and then looking at that and thinking about all the logistics um, because they kind of did this at the beginning of the game too with that commercial they've been shoving on us for weeks with the little kids running. We mm-hmm. little did we know that we were going to be a huge payoff. Uh, oh yeah. And like awesome. you see that, it's like how the fuck did they do that in real time? And then. You know, the same thing with the the Disney thing. Like, I'm going to Disney World. Like, I know that you've been there for five days getting all that shit ready so that at the last minute you can get that thing and then somehow through the magic of Disney and the NFL films, uh, you know, masters, somehow that that all works. And, uh, yeah, it kind of blew my mind. Yeah, we uh, it was it was it was awesome to to be a part of that. Disney is, is always amazing um, um, to work with and all of their execs and and workers. And, you know, it's just a perfect marriage between films and Disney. And we put some good stuff together and it, that's been going on for years. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's truly something. So, um, you know, Super Bowl 54. You went, you came, you saw. You had the loin. Yeah, had the loin. Sounds like a successful trip. It was. It was a, a successful trip. I think, uh, again, it was, I, I think the reflection from it all, seeing everyone come together for, for one common, you know, thematic in the Super Bowl and then execute on various platforms was, was really cool. Um, so let me ask you this, because I know from, you know, just our own experience working together, Um, and you know, my personal experience when I get involved in something big, did you have any takeaways about maybe being in that team environment when you, when you look at having to be so everybody be so invested in this one thing and even, and even though, you know, like tomorrow's it's it's over tomorrow, it's done, But, but today here we are. Did you, did you have any takeaways or any, you know? Anything that stuck out to you about kind of being that team player and that that team leader? I think um, if if we learned anything from you know um, you know and God rest his soul and and that of his daughter uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, I think if anything that I learned from uh, Super Bowl Fifty Four and just just being a team player in general, and we talk about this all the time about being positive and about promoting positivity because, you know what, um, you might be the only light that someone sees in this world, and it's 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 extremely important for you to be that light, and that's what the Everyman Podcast is all about. From all the people that we have on the show as guests, uh, from between me and you, our banter together, and, and I love you, brother Jay. Um, it's it, it's it's extremely important to know that. Um, Tomorrow isn't promised, and 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 in trying to champion today, you have to be good to people. You have to understand that um, everyone, you, know, you you don't you, you didn't come into this world uh, by your own accord. Somebody you know uh, helped you get here. Some people helped you get here. Your mom, your dad, all that stuff. They helped you get here, and as you've been developing into the woman and men and men and women that you you are um and um people have poured into you um to become the best you that you can be and if you don't acknowledge that if you don't know that and if you don't reciprocate that then what are you doing you know um it's it's i think 
paying it forward is important. I think uh, being a champion for someone else who can't be is 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 important. I think um, integrity, honesty, truth, those things, those virtues, are extremely important because um, you just have to do unto others as you would want them to do to you, man. You know, that's just that's just what this whole thing is all about. Is 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 being a champion for someone else. Is being positive for someone else. Is helping as best as you possibly can with the the gifts, talents, and treasures that you've been given, so that you can make a difference in someone li- someone's life in a positive way and uh, put them on. You're not dousing dreams. You're trying to lift someone else up. You know, um, you're trying to put them on a, a platform. Um, in a place, in a position to where they can be successful. Um, and not, not for you, not for looks, not for, 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 the, for the I, but for the we, but for the team. Um, and I think if you can kind of go through this life and you understand that little bit, um, you know, no matter what you believe in, um, you'll have a good life and, 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 and things will, will work out for you. I, I mean, I can... I uh, couldn't say it any better, man. And I, I think, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of social credit in in presenting yourself as uh, a positive team person, and people can kind of get you know elevated a little bit based off that perception. And um, there's there's power in living it. So yeah. you know, the, you know, we we talk about this this stuff, and uh, you know, we're not we're not perfect. I, I make, I mean, I'm I'm always falling, you know. Um, but we really do try to live by these these things that we talk about here on this podcast. Absolutely. And um, when we say uh, it's all about the team, that's I mean, that's Daryl and I. We're living that, and and we we're we're always looking to to make those interactions better and like daryl said uh and this is something i i I share with as many people as possible i mean because you put it on my radar bro which is you know you might be the only light somebody sees today and then you you don't know how that echoes throughout life and time and how you treat someone they may go and do something out of character to somebody else and it just it's it's like the butterfly effect you know it's like a, a butterfly moving its wings can cause a, a tidal wave on the other side of the world mm-hmm. um, and that's that's we're all in this together we talk about it all the time the cosmic canoe you know we joke about it but I'll tell you what in this one year uh, in in a hundred and sp- more than a hundred different countries every single state in these United States over 20,000 of you listeners have jumped in the canoe with us and we're all in this together so when you're when you're at work and you're, you're doing your, your your time wherever you are and, and you're feeling like you're you're you know the only one doing it you're not the only one doing it we're all in this together so shine a little bit of that light you know that don't uh don't take that light for granted and i know um like you said with with kobe that was something that blew a lot of people's lids because they realized like oh shit yeah you can just i mean it can be done yeah and that that's whether you've had you know a intense history of heart problems or whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. You can be the world's greatest athlete. It just happens tomorrow or happens tonight. Yeah. So, you know, loved your loved ones. Um, you know, take that light out in the world. That's what we're doing. That's what we're going to focus on in 2020 is, is taking that light out of the world. And, you know, we, we've been talking about it. There's a lot of, and I'm not just blowing smoke. There's just some really cool things that we're working on that we're, we're excited to share with everybody. And, um, you know, in two weeks, it's going to be, you know, it'll be our 53rd episode, but it'll be a full calendar year that we've been, we've been getting together every week to do the Everyman podcast. And, um, you know, we've got some, some sponsors that are coming on board that we're going to announce here soon that are, are, are buying into the Everyman and, and want to, want to support what we're doing. Um, you know, and, and this podcast is never, and just put it out there, this podcast will never cost you a dime. We will never make this behind a paywall. This podcast is always going to be here, and it's always going to be free, and it's always going to be for for all of us. Yeah. Um, we're, we're never going to do anything like that. So so don't worry about about that. Nothing crazy is changing. We're not going to start uh, you know doing sponsored content or anything like that. But there's just some really cool brands that we're partnering with, and um, you know 
something really cool I just want to drop here at the end, man. Uh, you know me, man. I'm a I'm a passionate fan of of pro sports. I'm a I'm a passionate fan of sports entertainment, and I see what we're doing here is we're we truly are uh, sports entertainment. You know, it's, we got the sports and we got the music and the and the comedy and all this stuff. And oh, yeah. um, you know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, man, uh, that was it was great hearing Justin and Daryl talk about the Super Bowl and, and talking about football and talking to these professional athletes who are so bold and brave. Well, well, just don't worry because football isn't over. Yeah. We've got something more. This Sunday, I will be attending the first ever XFL New York Guardians home game up at MetLife in a press capacity. Nice. They invited us out, so I will be uh, taking it in and, and checking it out. And then we're going to be I'm going to be telling you how I feel about it, telling you how I how I saw things tell you about the game so if if you're looking for new things guess what every Got man <laughs> the every man <laughs> is 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 with is going to the xfl and and as a as a professional wrestling fan who remembers xfl 1.0 um and the fucking madness that was vince mcmahon announcing yeah. a sport he basically announced a football league with no teams no money, no TV deal, nothing. He had nothing other than an idea, and he announced it, and then a year later they did it. And I love that kind of shit. That's the kind of shit that gets me pumped up is just unfailing self-belief. Uh, um, so, you know, doing anything, you know, getting to cover anything that Vince McMahon is involved in is uh, is, is truly spectacular for me as a, as a fan. So... Looking forward to that this weekend. We've got some some awesome new. Pretty soon you're gonna, you know, about a week. You're gonna download the podcast and you're gonna see <laughs> something new, and it's gonna blow your lid. Okay, um, you're gonna love it. So we got some new, some new art, some new branding, if you want to say. I mean, just the the look and feel is still gonna be the same and authentic, but we're we're coming in, uh, you know, 2020 guns blazing, red hot and dripping with sweat and mountain dew and uh nice we we just want you along for the ride getting some more room in that cosmic canoe baby we're gonna need like a cosmic uh barge soon Co cosmic cosmic like ship or something <laughs> <laughs> a secondary like a a, a, a death star type uh cosmic cosmic yacht <laughs> i bet you saw a couple of cosmic yachts down there yeah, there were some big, there were some big ass boats out there, bro. Like, it, it, there was some stuff that I saw there. I was like, I don't know how that thing is on the water because it is massive. It was crazy. Just was the crazy. tip. You see, just, just tip. the tip. That's what we say just here. Tip. Just, just the tip. That's all it is. That's all. Sometimes that's all you need. That's it, man. And uh, so we hope everybody had a had a nice and safe Super Bowl. We sure as hell enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Daryl was instru instrumental in. Uh, making it happen to your eyeballs and we thank him for that go out be a light into the world and uh we'll see you next week you yeah.